This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Happy Happy Thursday! Thursday. Uh, We don't get to say that very often. I know. This is the first time that we have done this episode. Well, at least each other. I don't know if they've done it in the past. Yeah. It's never, never. This is the first inaugural... There have been Thursday episodes, bonus episodes, but never a two-part episode. Never a two-part episode. This is it. We're still answering your questions today. So stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Thursdays. I'm Marissa here with Ken, and we're here to answer your questions in part two of our Q&A about goals. Let's jump right into it. We've got one from Ashley here. I like this one. It says, what to do when you're having trouble thinking of inspiring goals, i.e. you're only coming up with boring, lame ones that don't make you excited to work on them? Well, gosh, Ashley, nobody wants a boring, lame goal. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't set boring, lame goals. That is not part of the Sparner framework that we uh, teach. And, uh, you know, one of the critical components of a Smarter goal is exciting. It has got to feel exciting to you. And we know this from the research. Like if a goal is not personally exciting, you're not going to have the motivation um, to A, like start it or B, accomplish it. Like it's you're not going to have that um, that drive to actually finish over the finish line if it's not exciting. So do not set a boring, lame goal. Like, absolutely not. Well, and and if I'm hearing this correctly, it sounds like she's trying to set goals and you're still finding that you're just like, oh, I'm kind of bored. Or they're kind of lame. I I would say that there might be some limiting beliefs that you got going on there. Yeah. Uh, if If I'm interpreting the question correctly, that are hindering you from that, where you might say, like, there might be some fear of failure that you're worried about, or you're just risk adverse. So those are some of the things that I think you'd have to address first before you start going into the goals so that you can be like, oh, you know what? I do have an opportunity. And I'll say to you that you have this immense potential to actually achieve some greater things than you think you can. So that's where you want to be like, all right, I'm going to try it and I'm going to shoot for the stars. And I don't know if I'll hit it, but you know what? Yeah. And this is where I think working with a coach can be really helpful if you are really struggling with this and you find that you do have a lot of underlying fear that's preventing you to feel safe to dream then work with a coach. We have a whole directory of certified pros uh, that you you know are certified in our framework. And so those are great people to reach out to. But somebody like that, if you don't have that of, uh, you know, financial means or something, you know, it, get a trusted friend or a spouse who knows you and kind of start um, asking yourself those questions of like, if I could create um If this year was absolutely like my picture perfect year, what would it look like? And don't put any bounds on it. Like just let yourself dream, let yourself, your imagination go wild. And I would encourage you to write this down, like do a journaling exercise where you ask yourself that question and don't filter. Like this is what is so hard as we start filtering because your brain goes, well, you can't do that. No, you can't. You don't have the financial means to do that. You, you're never going to lose that way. You're never going to have that relationship with your spouse. Um, you know, it works too crazy. The kids are too demanding. I can't do this. And don't have any, like try to get all of those reasons why you can't do it out of your mind and just get to the dreaming part. 
And what you're not really committing to that picture. Like that picture is probably somewhat unrealistic and lofty and all of that. What you're trying to figure out are those themes that are happening. Yeah. So what are the things that are driving you that get you excited? Maybe it's a trip and maybe you can't take that huge, crazy, whatever trip because you just don't have the ability to right now. You've got small children or, you know, financial restrictions or you can't take that much time off from work. But what can you do that resembles that, that still gives you that sense of fulfillment that you're looking for in that? Yeah. Uh, the big thing that I, I heard you say is that it's unlocking, like when you go through this exercise you just talked about, it's unlocking the exciting desires that they might yeah, have. Right. And that's the thing that I would want uh, this person who asked the question to know is that like all of us have desires, all yeah. of us have dreams. Sometimes they're just stuck right. for some reason and you got to go through a little bit of process. And usually it's because of fear is the primary reason. And yeah. so Ashley, I would just encourage you try to get under that fear, whether it's through a coach or just journaling exercise with a friend and just start talking out. What are some things that you've been interested in or that excite you or that you've always said, well, one day I would love to have this or do that or whatever. And think through, are there small steps that I could take this year to get to that big thing? Uh, Cause sometimes it's like, you want that big thing, but you, you know, I can't do it this year. And so yeah. you just write it off and then you end up doing basically nothing. Yeah. Boring, lame things, which we don't want. <laughs> Good question. This is from Mark. Mark asks, how to adapt the planner for someone on 12 hour shifts with no pattern to their work days, working days, nights, weekends, holidays, et cetera, in healthcare. Wow. First of all, thank you for your service because that's a lot. Before I, I will say that somebody else in the community has already provided Oh, some thoughts. Okay. So that's for just anyone out there who goes like, what's the value of the community? This was posted two hours ago. There's already something there. So that's uh, awesome. I have some ideas already. Yeah, go for it, Ken. Uh, well, if you're in healthcare, I know that like your shifts are, are never the same. Right? So it's so hard. Uh, but I do, if I remember correctly, you do get it a couple weeks in advance, right? So you always, once you do get it, you have to sit down and almost do like an ideal week. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. And like set it like, okay, I have these three weeks. I have it set up. What should that look like? So you're almost not planning for just a week. You're, you're planning for three weeks or four weeks right. or whatever. However long you have, the more you can plan ahead on those things, the better. And this is where I think the ideal week um, exercise that we have would be super beneficial for yes. you uh, to optimize your life. Now, And if we do, I will say too, we have a print printable version. So if you wanted to almost create like an ideal week, every week or like normally I would not recommend doing this, but for in this case, that could be helpful if your schedule is consistently changing. You can almost create like, here's my ideal week for the week ahead. You can even do this in your um, weekly preview as well. Yeah. The other thing I would say, if you're doing 12 hour shifts, obviously your morning uh, routines, your shutdown routines will look a little different. I would also like just a season of life you're in, um, consolidate them a little bit where it's like, hey, instead of your morning routine being an hour, can you do it in 30 minutes? Yeah. Right. Just so you could find yourself being able to to work a little bit better. I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but trying to figure out what are those non-negotiables. And it's likely that the days where you're on shift versus the days where you're not are going to look really different. And your you know non-negotiables are going to be really helpful for those days where you're working long hours. And so that could be, you know, something as small as every hour, you know, that you're on shift, you take five minutes to go in the bathroom and do a short breathing exercise. I don't know. Like I'm just, just like, using an example, just something to help you get through that experience or uh, that your non-negotiable is, you know, depending on when you're working every day that you, you know, are on shift, you come home and do, 
you know, 20 minutes of stretching or something because you've been on your feet all day and you need to kind of stretch your body out. Um, so, you know, ha- again, have some grace. It's not going to look perfect. It's not going to look uh, the exact same every single day, most likely. Um, but you can, you still can absolutely implement the planner. You're just using it in somewhat of a different way. Yeah. The last practical tip that I would have is that um, you know your body now well enough that whenever you have to reset, like how long it takes you to reset from those 12 hour shifts, what type of rest you need. That's so good. you have to be extremely intentional about your rest and not just like binging on something and, and not truly rejuvenating. Yeah. So take that time to rejuvenate and then do a lot of time blocking to actually get stuff done. Right. Because you now only have maybe two days where you're trying to knock everything out, whereas yeah. everybody else would have done it, spaced it out throughout the week. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. You just got to be a little bit more intentional. And again, thank you for your service. Yes. Arden and Lori actually asked, wanted some similar things. And it's not even a question necessarily. They said, highlight different ways. Successful people have used full focus planners so that we can draw inspiration from their ideas. And all I'm going to say is that we know and we hear that. Correct. So we <laughs> that is yeah. a desire we have on this show is also to to really connect achievement to the system in the new year. Is totally. That so Arden, Lori, yes. We and it's going to happen. Yes. So there you go. If, Hey, if you've got a goal you've achieved, let us know. Yeah. We, that's, that is really something that we want to do is have people on the show who, um, are going after big goals and getting outside of their comfort zone. And, you know, we want to hear from you too. Like we're doing our own thing, but we also want to hear from you guys because yep. you, you teach us a lot. So, and this is something I'm sure neither of you have any experience with. So just imagine this for yourself. Just this, hypo- this is a complete hypothetical. Complete hypothetical. This is from Mindy. Mindy says, when you set a new goal and then you realize it has way more steps than you could have imagined, how do you rein that in? We are currently having this with a product launch. Some of it we don't know until we know. We do our bird's eye view strategy plan. Is it that we need to be more intentional of this planning phase? No. So you've never no. had an experience this is, where I, no. this has never happened to us yeah. ever so just in our entire lives. Yeah. Hypothetically, Hypothetically. Yes, for every product we've ever launched. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, what, what, what is her name? Mindy. Uh, Mindy. Mindy. Oh, I have a sister named Mindy. Maybe it's my sister. Um, thank you, Mindy. And yes, we feel your pain on this. And frankly, I don't think there's anything you can do in terms of like, you can't foresee the future. You can't see all every single thing it's going to take to pull off a product launch. So first of all, you got to do your best on the front end to try to think through all the things that it's going to take to accomplish that goal, to get that product out into the world. And the truth is this is part of the journey of achieving a goal is things come up. You're going to have all kinds of things that are roadblocks or curveballs that you didn't expect that come your way in the process. And I think this is where our system of the full focus planner is really so helpful because we give you those um, signposts, so to speak, along the way to help you go, okay, I got to do my weekly preview and what's changed and what can I do differently in the week ahead and what do I know it's coming? And you kind of recalibrate every single week you recalibrate. And so this happens though, just to make you feel normal all the time here. Yeah. Like this is so common for us. I think a couple of things that I would add specifically to, to Mindy and anyone who's doing a product launch that's been helpful. Uh, number one, uh, find a mentor, find a coach, find someone who might be able to, who have been in your shoes that have yeah. launched a product launch that might be able to 
give you steps like, oh, FYI, don't forget about this, this or that, right? Uh, we've done enough product launches that we kind of know most of the things, but there's still stuff that comes up yeah. that we're like, oh, we didn't think about that. The second one, and I'm a big fan of this whenever doing product launches, is doing beta launches. Yeah. Super, super helpful because it one, it fleshes out truly how much of the product do you need, what do you need to work out, all the little kinks. And you, the first version has to be a little bit embarrassing, yes. right? Because your tribe is going to be cool with it and you're just going to roll with it. But that beta launch gives you so much information right. about what are the other steps that need to it's be like taken. It's like a dress rehearsal. Exactly. You know, it's like you get to go through the process without the stakes being so high. And so you're going to work all those kinks out. You know, if like your site can't handle, I don't know, certain amount of traffic or, you know, you didn't set up a product in the right way and now it's not functioning in the way that you need to, or, um, that feature that you put in your product, like actually doesn't work or whatever it is like you're working. It gives you an opportunity, a safe space to work through all of those kinks. And this is usually you try to find like your, you know, some of your best people who are going to be the most forgiving and who are the most excited too, who are like, oh. let's be a part of this. And, they want to help you just as much as you want to help them. Yeah. So make sure you add, if you do decide to do a beta launch, make sure you add that a part of your planning process and your fight, your finances too. Yeah. Cause you know, you might be like, Oh, by March we're going to make a million dollars and no, you may need to delay that or figure yeah. it out. Just include the beta and a part of that. Yeah, That's good. I'm glad. I'm so happy you guys were able to imagine Yeah. that we certainly can't um, yeah. really relate, but <laughs> okay. This is a question. I do things perfectly. So, <laughs> <laughs> There's a question from John and Amy says, I have wondered this too. And this is interesting. So uh says, what are some goals that don't involve saving more money? For instance, my goal is to have a beach house, but in reality, that simply means save more money or create more income for that goal. What are some goals people have that don't involve saving or creating more cash flow that are exciting and new? Stated another way, what are some non-material goals people put in? So just in general, not related to finance? Yeah. First of all, habit goals are a really good non-material goal. So something that um, you might want to install into your daily life or into your weekly rhythm. Uh, this could be anything from exercise, uh, meditation, prayer, journaling, taking your supplements, um, having eating healthy, a, food. Eating healthy uh, waking up at a certain time, drinking a certain amount of water. Um, anything like that, which is not material, really things that are not material, uh, you could do a reading goal. So you want to read certain amount of goal or a certain amount of books or, uh, read like you could make that a habit goal. If you want to read every single day, um, I, I would relationship say goals? relationship. So I would say, look at the nine life domains. So look at the nine life domains and decide, okay, out of these domains, which one are immaterial, for example, or non-materialistic, and just say, hey, how do I want to grow with it? So like relationship, right? Like yep. uh, if you're married, uh, saying like, how do you want to enrich your family or how yeah. do you want to, sorry, your, your, your relationship with your spouse, right? Or if you're family, like how do you want to grow or train your kids, right? There's a lot of those things that can be really healthy goals yes. that you want to want to do, right? Uh, or if you're just trying to find a spouse, right? Like that's a, that's a goal. Yeah. Ho right? Hobby goals are good too. Like, you, goals, yeah. you know, just to, um, develop a new skill or hobby. Like you, you know, I love to hike. And so it could be something like I want to go hiking every weekend, you know, for a certain amount of time or, um, you know, which doesn't cost me any money outside of gas to get there. You know what yep. I mean? So, um, 
that's immaterial as well. I was going to say that we have our Your Best Year Ever Live uh, event coming up in January, January 5th, and you and I are hosting that, which I'm really excited about. And in that event, it's a full-day event, it's virtual, uh, but we have a ton of examples of goals that we give you in that process, and it'll like totally ignite your whole thought process about goal setting and get you dreaming and thinking about what you want for your life. And so if you're not planning to join us, I want to encourage you to, uh, you get a free ticket to that when you buy, um, full focus goal setting and it is like, so, so worth it. Uh, so definitely come to that event. Love it. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. People are asking questions during this record right now, so uh, they're getting in right, right <laughs> under at the, the wire. Second, we should have just opened a Zoom room and said, "Come in and talk to us." <laughs> yeah, we should totally do that. That would be super fun. Heather says, uh, "She says it might not be the right place for this question, but okay. it's the one she has." So, okay, preface: How do you set company goals that trickle down to departments, managers, individuals? Ooh, this is a good question, uh, and question. I feel like well, it is. is this the right place for it? Number one. Yeah, we're yeah. Go- here's what I'll say. We're going to do a very quick version of this. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time because this probably isn't relevant to everybody who's listening. Uh, but I do think it's an important question that people do have. And I would say if you want to know more about goal setting as a company, we have a, a product called Strategic Design Workshop where we literally walk you through the entire process of strategic planning with your team. And I would recommend getting that because that's a whole end up like that's really going to take you through the process of how to do this. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. So essentially what we do here at Full Focus is we create four annual initiatives as a company. These are different than goals. Uh, These are initiatives. These are kind of like the rally cry, what we're going after for the year. And then under that, uh, under each of those four initiatives, we have uh, goals. Typically, I think we do no more than four goals for each initiative. And each of those goals are owned by a department leader. And so the CEO is owning the initiatives 
And um, we, as the leadership team, are owning those goals under. So we have to find goals that support that initiative. And so when we we actually, as a leadership team here at Full Focus, went through our strategic uh, process just a, about a month ago, and we determined what those four initiatives were. And then we brainstormed all kinds of different things we could do to accomplish that initiative and to go after that. And it was really fun. It was a really exciting process. And so then um, we take the goals that we as leaders own, and they, obviously they go to different initiatives, and we bring that back to our team. And then those are our you know initiatives for, or sorry, our goals for the year for our team. Yeah, and then they can help with the strategic planning of like, okay, how are we going to go achieve what these are the goals? Pro- essentially, what are the projects that are needed to go accomplish those goals? Yeah. So it has both a top-down and a bottom-up yes. uh, philosophy. When it comes so again, to like that's super, super high level, and I would just encourage you, if you're trying to figure this out, go through strategic design. Uh, it is a great process, and you can have your whole leadership team go through it. Yep. Is there a URL for that? The URL is fullfocus.co slash strategic workshop. All right, Heather, look, it was the right place. So that was exciting. Thanks, Heather. Uh, Amy writes, because it's a good question. Sometimes the goal needed, sometimes the goal needed can't be measured. Example, the quality of a relationship. I can quote, do X things as a spiritual goal, but if I'm not paying attention to those things because I'm internally fretting about something else, that doesn't give me the kind of relationship with God that I want, similar with other friendships too. How can we write good goals when we when what we want doesn't necessarily fit the smarter framework? Okay, I have to answer this one because I feel this so much. This has been a big like challenge for me <laughs> as a single person. Okay, and like this is a little bit vulnerable to talk about, but all of my single people get this. Um, like I don't want to be single forever, right? Like yeah. I want to go find a spouse and eventually have a family and the whole thing. But I can't really like set a goal of like get married by <laughs> this date. I mean, I could, I just don't have a lot of I feel like I've seen that. that movie though. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Let's it's make a movie like, out of this. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, but it's like, that's not really in the smarter framework. And so I can't control that. But what I can control is my behavior that will ultimately help me get to that place. And again, like this isn't a perfect science or something, um, but I can, and I've done this in the past where I've set like a dating goal around dating of, this was like two years ago, I did a whole dating goal for the summer of going on X amount of dates. And that could be a movie, actually. That could absolutely <laughs> be a movie. Or a podcast. And it didn't, it didn't end up, I mean, transparently, I'm still single, like it didn't end up and, you know, in a relationship like I had hoped, but it helped me get farther down the road. And again, like setting goals isn't necessarily about the goal. It's about who you become in the process. And during that experience, I didn't technically, I mean, I achieved the goal that I had set in terms of, I went on however many dates I had was supposed to go on. I didn't get to the outcome that I was wanting through that process, which was to end up in a relationship. What I did do though, was learn a heck of a lot about myself, what I wanted, what I didn't want things, areas that I needed to grow in or develop more. Um, and so just like if it's a spiritual goal with your relationship with God, sure. You can't completely out, you know, uh, figure out the outcome or control the outcome that you want, but you can control some of those circumstances that will help affect that outcome that you're looking for. Yeah. I would say for, for the spiritual goals and relationship goals, right. Uh, 
sometimes people are like, well, I want to get closer with my spouse or I want to get closer with God, right? You got to ask the question, what does that look like? You know, a year from now, two years from now, what are you envisioning or what are you feeling when you say that? Right? Like, uh, for like relationship with God, are you trying to say like, oh man, I, I sense him more or I interact with him or I'm reading the Bible more, whatever it is. Or with your spouse, you're like, oh, you know what? We're laughing together more. Like what, what are you envisioning yeah. a year out is really important. So then when you can envision that, then you can start building the habit goals for that. So I, what Marissa was talking about a lot was the habit goals. Like what are the behaviors that you can start adding now so that you can start developing those opportunities to grow? Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that helps. Uh, we're down to our last two. I'm not going to refresh the page because I'm afraid there will be another question. Well, so we'll sorry. definitely do more of this. Obviously, this is so sorry. Whoever's exciting. there. Yeah, um, we got two more. Uh, Sandra asks, and this is a great question specifically for me. How do you frame a goal as, quote, exciting when it's more of a need to do something like getting to bed on time each day? Yeah. Oh. Which is a yeah struggle. Totally. Waking up at a certain time is is easy. I think you set an alarm. Somebody told me this like 15 years ago They're like, when I started teaching. They said, you'll get used to getting up at five or whatever. That's whatever. But you will struggle to go to bed when you need to yeah, go to bed. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I start with why. Why are you doing this goal Like or the need? Yep. Like, And I try to find something that's really exciting that I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this because of I want it. Right. Uh, so going to bed at night. Right. I always have to remind myself because I'm a natural night owl. I could go to bed at one if I didn't. Um, I'm like, oh, you know what? No, no. I need to go to bed. Why? Because like one, I have kids, so they're going to wake me up. Two, I like to be rested. And three, I like to not be angry. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically at my kids for waking me up at six in the morning. Right. Uh, So but, you know, and some of those can be a little bit negative. But then I I I I shift my mindset and be like, okay, what are the positive reasons? Like, what are the positive whys of going to bed at night? And I'm like, oh, you know what? I truly am rested. Like, I have energy so that I could fully be present with my kids. Right. I want to play with my kids. I want th- I want to see them laugh. I don't want to see them see dad angry. Right. Right? Like, that motivates me. And I'm like, okay, the reason I'm going to go to bed early is because I want to be able to play with my kids and laugh. Yeah. I can I, do that. I think asking the question of, like, what's at stake if you don't do this Versus what do you gain if you do do it is a great question to ask yeah. and can can reveal like the goal itself. If it's not exciting to you, it's likely that the outcome that that goal provides is exciting for some reason or another. Yeah. Maybe going to bed every night affords you the ability to wake up in the morning and be able to do something that you wanted to do, but you might be too tired otherwise to do if you didn't go to bed on time. Um, and so just asking yourself what is exciting about the outcome can make the actual goal exciting. Yeah. How would you write that goal? I would still keep it the way that she had kind of phrased it of going to bed Mm -hmm. at that same time. But then in your planner, you've got a whole section for your motivations. And this is where you can write those reasons why. And this is why referring back to your goals um, Mm -hmm. daily, weekly is really important. And specifically when you're doing your weekly preview in your planner, you go back to those goal detail pages and review the reasons why those motivations that are getting you excited about that goal in the first place. We're down to our last one. Okay. And I almost feel like this was a plant uh, from Rebecca that somehow Rebecca knew that this was a full focus. Like let's talk about this. Rebecca writes. So it's almost the new year. 
Can you talk about the difference between a goal and a New Year's resolution? Oh. Do you even agree with with New Year's resolutions? Yeah, this is good. Well, I feel like a New Year's resolution is an intention. Okay? It's something that you hope or wish for. It's something that you kind of want to, like you want to do, but there's not really anything beyond that intention of it. A goal is really... Uh, where you're stating, again, we in our framework, we have our smarter framework. We have an episode coming out here in December that's going to walk you through exactly how to set goals, especially for those of you who may be newer to our system or have never set goals before. Um, and in that, we talk about our smarter framework. So when we're talking about smarter goals, we're talking about them being really specific. And I think this is a difference. Um, you're really drilling down into the specifics. You're making sure it's measurable. You're making sure that it has a date or some kind of frequency on it. So it's time bound. So it's, there's a lot more that goes into a goal than just a new year's resolution, which is usually like, Oh, I want to be healthy. It's like that versus I want to, you know, accomplish, um, exercising five times a week, 30 minutes a day, starting January one for 10 weeks straight. Like that's a goal. That's a habit goal. And that's a goal versus just be healthy or get more sleep or I don't know, quit smoking. I feel like that's a big one for new Year's resolutions. Yeah. I, I see resolutions like semantics sometimes. Like yeah. it, it just helps people. They're like, Oh, it's a goal, but it's the problem is that they're just making bad goals. Yeah. Right. They're not making them smarter. Uh, or the other way to think about it is that it's just like the initiative. It's the big lofty outcome right. that you want, but you still need to drill down and actually create a, a plan. And that's where our smarter framework kicks in. Totally. Uh, referencing an article that we referenced in another episode, actually also from full focus called uh, five reasons why you should commit writing your goals. Five reasons you should write guys. I can read five <laughs> reasons why you should commit we'll your goals to writing. <laughs> I have to look at the pictures to understand. Uh, so 25% of people abandon their new year's resolutions after one week and 60% abandoned within six months. And the average person makes the same year's resolution 10 separate times without success. So wow. there is the, the resolve, some of the resolution is something that you resolve. Like I, I resolve, it feels very, um, like it's like the 1700s or something. It has yeah. no, right. <laughs> has no bearing. It's not something that has a way to mark. Uh, and so I think this is a real, like to me, this is such a perfect question for full focus people and on this podcast because there, I, I think there is a difference. Yeah, there's a major difference for sure. And really, I mean, if you want to know true goal setting and have a system that helps you actually achieve your goals, because I think there's a difference also between just like setting a goal and actually achieving the thing. And I think that is really what sets full focus apart is we've helped you create a system that ensures that you achieve that goal. So use your planner. I mean, that's like, if you want to accomplish a goal, use your planner. It's all built in. Well, I feel like this was a blast. I don't know about you, but this was really fun. I loved it. Next time we got to do it, just Facebook lifestyle. I know just we should, we should really like make it happen live. That'd be super fun. But 
if you didn't get your question answered and you somehow submit it, we try to answer all of them that we saw, but I'm sure there's going to be more coming in between now and when this episode airs. And if for some reason you didn't get it, uh, make sure to ping us. We'd love to, you know, try to respond inside the community or save it for another episode. If you have a new question that you haven't asked yet, we want to encourage you to go to the Full Focus Planner community, ask those questions, tag me, tag Ken. We'd love to chime in and hopefully give you some encouragement on your journey to achieving your goals. Let's do it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and be sure to join the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook so you can benefit from the creativity and encouragement of people chasing big goals just like you. So we'll be here next week with a very special guest on Monday and you'll have to tune in to find out who it is. So join us on Monday. Dun, dun, dun. That sounds like a horror mystery theme. All right. We'll see you on Monday. And until then, <laughs> stay, stay focused. focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.